Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and or girls. I am your host, Greg Romero Wilson. <laughs> and this is Fantasy Football Harsh Reality. Oh, the harsh reality came in harsh particularly harsh in week three. And I got to tell you, after Thursday night, after I so so accurately predicted the way that the Jacksonville game was going to go versus Tennessee, I was, I was so certain about what I was doing on over the weekend. And, and, and again, that's why they play the game, to make me look stupid. Uh, yes, me and Scott Berman are both mourning the uh, the loss of Saquon Barkley. Listen, every, it was one of those weekends where everything that could go wrong did. It's like I went three and zero, then I went two and one, and when um, and Maxwell, you got smoked. Listen, talk. Oh my God, it was the upside down. And Scott Berman lost, and Scott Berman's the guy that I was saying had had scored over two hundred points two weeks in a row, and he went down this week. Um, so now I'm two and one in two leagues and one and two in my comedians league. That team has fallen apart. That team is I've been decimated now. First, because my, I've lost my top two picks in that league. I lost uh, I lost both uh, Antonio Brown from him just being an asshole. And now I've lost uh, Saquon Barkley to a high ankle sprain. So that that team is already just decimated and I mean I still have some decent players but it, it really it was already my thinnest team and now it's it's just a loser it's not. <laughs> and so I went oh and three this weekend but really quickly let's just roll through some notes uh that I have about uh some notes that I made over the weekend first uh typical Belichick style if you're watching that Patriots game I have Tom Brady one of my leagues so of course I'm watching that and uh and all of a sudden it's Brandon Bolden Brandon Bolden's the lead rusher Brandon Bolden's the number one receiver I was like oh my god Belichick you're such an asshole you're so difficult for fantasy football um uh look at old man gore go old man gore right he still showed up he was still powering it through he had a pretty decent day uh i think oh one of the things that i think was the most impressive was that um was the green bay defense i think the green bay defense was absolutely uh, just just incredible um and I think if you're going to look for a waiver wire target, you couldn't need a good defense. You need to get the Green Bay defense and put them on your bench, put them in your lineup, because these guys are dominant. They, they, they're going to be a defense we're talking about at the end of the year. Uh, Devontae Freeman, third time's the charm. He got out there. He got running, looking good. And we're going to go through all my third time's the charm. Aaron Rodgers finally got going. It still wasn't what you were expecting from Aaron Rodgers, but at least he finally got going and looked pretty good. Um, what did I tell you about Philip fucking Lindsay? I told you, man, I was the only guy that was still fucking on saying that green, that he was going to get going in the right direction. I even tweeted him. <laughs> I want to take, you know what? If I take, if there's a silver lining, I want to take full responsibility for the reemergence of Philip Lindsay because I tweeted at him I said I still believe in you get out there and and spin them wheels and that's exactly what he did and that's the thing I was saying that for some reason he was going side to side instead of cutting straight down the middle and he got back to his style of downhill running and he looked fucking fantastic and I hope that that continues and I think it will continue I think he was one of those guys that just needed to, the switch needed to go off um, 
Third time's a charm for Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle got out there and started scoring points. He's welcome back to the NFL, Jack Doyle. Um, I may have been wrong about Demarcus Robinson. I feel like, yes, actually, silver lining, yes, the Cowboys, although, okay, remember, I was telling anyone that would listen that, uh, sadly, this is, uh, I was scared it was a trap game. It was the kind of game that the Cowboys were supposed to waltz right through, and because of that, it was the kind of game that the Cowboys uh, would, would, would pro- would, could drop. Um, but uh, fortunately, uh, and, and in the first half, you have to admit, in the first half, it was beginning to look like a trap game. Like the Dolphins were playing hard. Josh Rosen was completing passes. Now, luckily, the defense would tighten up towards the end zone, and they managed to keep them out. And I think if they would have scored on those first two drives, we would have been looking at the trap game that I was very much afraid of. But they managed to stop them. And then, of course, halftime, they got their heads together, decided to actually play some football, and came out at a dominant second half. So, yes, go Cowboys! Um, so that was great. Uh, and I, Oh, let's talk about... But Demarcus Russell, he was one of those guys I was saying he's a one-hit wonder. And listen, I was right and I was wrong in that. I mean, yes, he caught another touchdown, but he only caught two passes. Luckily, one of them was for a touchdown. Maybe it was more. I have that on the other page. But ultimately, Demarcus Robinson was not what he was the week before. He had a couple good receptions. Maybe it's going to go up. Maybe he'll see some increase in usage, but I don't know. I, I didn't see enough to say that Demarcus Robinson is now, oh, you got to start Demarcus Robinson, because he only gave you, I think, maybe uh, eight points on the day. Um, now, I did watch McKissick running in Detroit, and I got to admit, I, I, listen, don't be surprised if over the next couple of weeks McKissick starts, starts nabbing some of those runs from on Johnson. He looked real good. Now, in the KC-Baltimore game, I said to play everybody except the Kansas City defense. I was wrong. Uh, you couldn't play the Baltimore defense either. Uh, and in fact, the better defense of the day was the Kansas City defense. I really expected the Baltimore defense to 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 stifle Kansas City more. But in the end, kind of, you know, Patrick Mahomes seems to be unstoppable. And he's actually on my list of unstoppables, but absolutely fantastic. Um, hold on one second. Okay, so back to the game. Um, so, uh, as it turns out, and remember I was saying that people were beginning to figure out Lamar Jackson, and I think you began to see that with Kansas City's defense. I think they began to figure out Lamar Jackson. He still had a good day, but his trajectory has not been like, you know, uh, it's been kind of, uh, I don't know. Not that he's not going to still have a good season. I think he is, but he is not the next Mahomes. Mahomes is Mahomes, and there will not be another Mahomes. Um, third, third, third time's a tar- charm for Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen finally making that money, uh, getting them points. They even ran in a touchdown or was a shovel pass the inside. That was a hell of a cool play for Adam Thielen. He's back. He's on track. Uh, I had a vibe for Philip Dorsett, but I didn't follow it. But I was like, I feel like he's going to see some usage. And I, you listen, you go out and get Philip Dorsett off the waiver wire. I think he's going to be a real regular part of this offense. I think he's going to be number two right behind Julian Edelman. Um, 
Barely third time is the charm for the Pittsburgh defense. We'll see if this holds up. But listen, I expected them to go in there and absolutely get rickrolled by the San Francisco team. And that is not what happened. I mean, they went up there and they, I mean, they made Jimmy G look stupid, to be perfectly honest. They just managed to pull out a win. But it was an ugly win. It was a low-scoring win. Very low. It was not a great day for anybody over there. Um, uh I said I liked Sterling Shepard from the Giants. And you know what's funny? There was some other guy named Shepard that started like like uh, William Shepard or Antonio. Some other Shepard was getting all the receptions over there, which I think is the product of what we've seen before of the backup quarterback having the chemistry with a particular, you know, number three depth, four depth chart receiver. And I think you saw that. Russell Shepard. Thank you. Joey Eberline uh, coming in there. Joey Eberline saying Russell Shepard. So maybe, you know, Russell Shepard seems to be the guy even though I like Sterling Shepard and he did start getting some catches you know uh, point zero fucking one. <laughs> Russell Shepard is the guy that wound up being, you know, the connection for Daniel Jones, who wound up throwing two touchdowns and running for two touchdowns. But temper your expectations. Don't go running and grab him off the waiver wire just yet because there wasn't any film on him before. Now they got some tape on the kid. We'll see if this continues, especially since he really Russell Shepard. I mean, the receiving core is still pretty depleted. And he didn't get the ball very much to Evan Ingram, although Evan Ingram still had managed to have a great day. George Kittle, third time is the charm. George Kittle finally getting involved. Um, wow, I was totally wrong. Okay, the two games that I really bet heavily on that I was totally wrong about. Uh, one, was, one was San Francisco. I thought San Francisco was going to come out and just have an incredible day versus Pittsburgh. And they did not even though they won. And the other was Seattle versus New Orleans with this Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, not that Teddy's not good, but against Seattle, in Seattle, I thought that defense will uh, would show up and, and absolutely just put the pressure on him and, and make his day a, just hard. It's a awful day. And instead, New Orleans came out and made the defense look like they were standing still. And Amari Kam- Alvin Kamara, another one I was completely wrong about, uh, ran right all over him and caught Pat. I was just like, oh, my God. I uh, the, It was some harsh reality for the Wilson, brother. And thank you, Kurt Bossa. He's going to take a look. I, I'm trying to make a deal. I got to get a better quarterback in my friends and family league I did make the trade for Kyler Murray who I think is going to be great down the stretch but I need more help right now and Josh Allen I stupidly went in I mean listen I had Jared Goff who did again continue to disappoint not third time is the charm for him but he continued to disappoint and I mean listen someone described Browns the best way they said they're very ordinary but I think when we look at the Rams we're going to have to admit that they are suffering from a severe Super Bowl hangover um um, and because they just don't look like last year's Rams. They just don't. The defense does. The offense absolutely does not. Yes, Russell Shepard. Who is Russell Shepard to the Giants? That's my doubt. I was like, who is this guy? Why is he getting all the receptions? Um... Let's talk about Disley up there in Seattle, though. If there's a, sh- if there was, I mean, first of all, so even in a losing effort, you know, because they were losing, it was a high-scoring game, which is not what I was expecting. And he, you know, Russell Wilson still managed to rattle off 41 fucking pa- fantasy points. I think he threw. Um, 
I think he uh, threw for uh, uh, three touchdowns. I don't know. I have it on the next page. We'll get to it. But Disley, Di- okay, you're going to see, there's so many droppable tight ends at this point, but Disley, seems, it's so rare. You've got to find a guy, the, a tight end that's an active part of the situation, of the passing game, of the game plan. So few are. And I think Darren Waller is is this year's George Kittle, number one with a bullet. But And, and George Kittle hopefully gets back involved. But this kid, Disley, Disley seems to be a real part of this passing offense. I would go out and pick up Disley this week. The Q, the backup QB, that Allen guy uh, for uh, Carolina, the, he came out through four touchdowns. But again, I feel like, you know, against Arizona, nobody having any tape on him. Their defense kind of sucking. He, it was a homecoming game for him. He, I'm putting him right there with Daniel Jones. Look before you leap. Don't invest in these guys just yet because now there's some tape on them. Well, let's see what they do next week. Let's see what defenses throw at them next week. And yes, the Gurley thing, but you have to admit, Gurley, going back to the Rams suffering from Gurley just he doesn't look explosive he doesn't he isn't getting off the ball he isn't it, it, it reminds me of the Devontae Freeman fall off if you remember Devontae Freeman when he first exploded no one could touch him and then immediately the drop off was stupendous Jay Ajayi the same thing there was that incredible drop off and I think right now we're kind of seeing that with Gurley and I don't know if, if he's a, a doesn't want to get hurt or, or but the trepidation is there I don't think he's He's not losing snaps, really. They put in Marlon Brown for a drive. Okay, whatever. They spelled him. But, I mean, it was just like, God damn, fucking, you know, I don't know. He just doesn't look the same. The whole offense doesn't look the same, despite a third time's the charm for Brandon Cooks and uh, Cooper Cup. Uh, is a question here. Okay. It's clear that Jared Cook is not a part of this. If ever Jared Cook was going to be a part of the New Orleans offense, it was going to be when they have this backup, you know, Teddy Bridgewater in now and they needed to, you know, and he needed outlet passes. And even though Michael Thomas, again, did not have a big day, you know, Jared Cook is simply a non factor and he's, he made my droppables list. Raheem Mostert. Okay, is Raheem Mostert startable? I don't think so until Matt Breda goes down. I mean, he does. He is looking pretty good, and he is getting the touches. But I don't. I don't know if he's startable just yet. Todd Gurley is Todd Gurley just not explosive? I don't know. The Rams are clearly dealing with Super Bowl. And finally, some Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry finally got involved. Still not what I want from the, from Jarvis Landry, what I was expecting. But, you know, it seems like like uh, what's his, um, Baker only has eyes for OBJ. Like he is just, just, and it's hurting him. It's hurting his numbers. But he did finally get Jarvis Landry involved. But I thought it would be a real third time's the charm. It was, it was just okay. We'll look at that. So let's just get let's get into the list. Third time is the charm. Philip Lindsay, Mike Evans. I said Mike Evans. This is it. Third time is the charm. And boy, he put in three fucking touchdowns. And listen, if you if you're like me and played against him, you lost. If you had him, you definitely won. Uh, and if you didn't, then the rest of your team is garbage. So. Um, 
Leonard Fournette, third time is the charm. O.J. Howard, third time is the charm. He finally got involved. I mean, look at his points. He gave you two, then zero, now eight. At least he got eight points. He's back and generating and being productive. Maybe it was just enough to get him going. Like Fournette, I feel like that one big run that Fournette managed to, to rip off, Like I feel like maybe that managed to wake him up and he becomes that guy again going forward. I, I, I like my, I, I'm hoping that that's what's coming with Leonard Fournette. Uh, and maybe that's true with O.J. Howard. Maybe it's true with Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston, third time is the charm. Three TDs, one interception, but it's Jameis Winston, and he was playing against the Giants. Uh, and they lost on that field goal. Oh, my God. That was annoying as fuck. They really should have won that game. They let the, they let the Giants come out and, 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 and steal that one without Saquon Barkley. Tampa Bay. You're looking a lot like Tampa Bay. Uh, Brandon Cooks got going, got you 18 points. And Juju Smith, third time is the charm. I was saying you got to play Juju, but and hopefully third. And sure enough, 20 fucking points. Yes, the giant, the Giants suck on D. De- the, yes, their defense suck, and yet and so and the Buccaneers, despite these points, still managed to lose the game. You know, leaving it in the hands of the kicker is a lot like a fight when you leave it in the hands of the judges. All your effort gets wasted. By somebody else. You got to be careful with that shit. You don't want it to happen. Let's talk about the shit the bedsters. Boy, some guys really... Now, (laughs) talk about shit the bedsters. Oh, my God. Most of the guys on this list were on my teams. On one of my teams. Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, look at his, okay, so he went 12 points week one, 26 points week two, now he's going home, their team's rocking and rolling, their defense looks phenomenal, and I'm like, uh, versus a reeling Steelers team who was 0-2 and and now 0-3, and and I was like, oh, I played Jimmy... I outcoached myself is what happened. I put Jimmy Garoppolo in. I gambled. I gambled. I rolled the dice. I thought he was going to have like a four-touchdown day, like, you know, 385 yards, maybe 400. I thought he was going to go off. I was even like, I even told a buddy of mine, play Debo, sweetie. Oh, Garoppolo's going to be. Why, Lord, why? Oh, he sucked. Two interceptions. Two fumbles lost. It was the just garbage. So you so you got nine lousy points. Meanwhile, Deshaun Watson, the guy that I sat because I thought he would have a tougher game, uh, put up uh, I think thirty one points or thirty five points, and just made me and made me look stupid. Made me look really fucking stupid. This is one of those. This was one of those weekends where I'm like, you know what it is. As a comedian, you know, I, I most 99.9% of the time, I mean, I can rock that stage. But every now and again, man, you'll just eat a dick. And you just, I walk out of there like going, am I, am I still funny? I swear I was funny when I walked in here. And it's weekends like this, like I can't get to week four fast enough. Because it was, it was just not right. Everything went wrong. Oh, and three. Not me. Yes, me. Harsh reality. Saquon went down. Injured. High ankle sprain. He's gone like eight weeks. Chris Carson. 
he shit the bed. Luckily, I was playing against him. And this is a guy that I have not been wild about this whole time. I've been saying I'm not crazy about him. He shit the bed. He fumbled. Uh, uh, he f- anyways, but he wound up with three lousy points. Three points. Three. For a run first team. Randall Cobb, listen, I, I never, I didn't expect, I expect more volume, actually. I do expect more volume. They only threw it him like twice or four, but it's like, the, then he, the one he got, a 72-yard touchdown, which this is what he can do. This is what he could do if you just, you know, if you put, if you hit him in the, in the slot on the, you know, running out of the, out of the slot, and he, they won't, and if they would just do it more, and hopefully they saw what they've got, because he took it 72 yards out of the court, he got pulled all the way back for some bullshit holding call, these refs, come on, they, that's what sucks, man, is these refs, listen, if the refs have to huddle up because they don't know what the fucking rules are, just too many rules, man, fuck all this shit, and, and 72, I mean, he has that, and he makes me look a lot smarter than I did. But he wound up with three lousy points. He shit the bed. Emmanuel Sanders. Listen, Emmanuel Sanders against Chicago got 24 points. So I was like, I'm like, listen, I know it's a bad matchup versus Green Bay in Green Bay. But I was like, you know what? You go ahead and I'm going to start Emmanuel Sanders anyway. And boy, he shit the bed. Two receptions, two points. <sighs> Zach Ertz, uh, this is a guy that I was like, third time is the charm. Let's see it, Zach. No, uh, did not look good. He is, didn't get the charm. His, he got eight lousy points. His trajectory, eight, 13, eight. And this is a guy I picked up in the third round because I was like, let's take a shot on one of these big-time tight ends. Loser. John Ross, not even one point. He got like point eight. And he's another guy. He, you know, he he only needs one big strike to take it down the road. But what? But Flacco refused to throw it to him. Like Flacco is more concerned with his ratings than actually trying to win the game. That's what it seems like to me. John Darwin Thompson. Okay, I went and grabbed Darwin Thompson because of the shady ankle thing, and they were like, "Oh no, you know what?" Fuck you. You know what, Greg? Nah, we're all taking turns on you today. Spread them butt cheeks. We're all taking turns on you today. And so they fucking, they, so instead of Darwin Thompson, the hype train, you know, rookie, they, all of a sudden Darrell Williams, who no one was talking about, even being an option, came in and fucking scored points all day. I don't even, not even a point from Thompson. I mean, they put him out in for like one run. Vance McDonald, he shit the bed again. Back down to earth. His trajectory, five points, 19 points, 1.5. That guy can't be. And that's what I'm saying. Trying to find a tight end that's legitimately a part of the passing game, it's tough to find. That's why I traded for Darren Waller, and I don't regret that for one second because the guy is part of the game and a big part of it too. Baker Mayfield. Third time was not the charm. I was saying this is it. Third time is the charm for these Cleveland Browns. They're going to get it together. Nope. No, sir. You are incorrect, sir. You have mistaken yourself, sir. Le'Veon Bell, I knew it was an awful matchup, but, you know, everything was like, well, the volume will be there. The volume will be oh. They were, they were like, look, all we got to do is take around, take away Le'Veon Bell, and they got nothing left, and that's exactly what happened. 
OBJ, part of the Browns, not the third time is the charm. I, I'm afraid that my friend's uh, description, Tim Bateman's description of them is accurate and that they're just ordinary. All the hype was too much. They uh, And maybe the coaching, maybe it is Freddie Kitchens, but they did well. I mean, I know it was Greg Williams that was technically the head coach, and then you know, but Freddie Kitchens was calling the plays during their little run to the end of last season. I think the hype was, was just too much, and I think they need to get their heads on straight, and I, I think they need to just, just work harder. They need to work harder. But right now, everybody's suffering over there. Nick Chubb isn't what he's supposed to be. Nobody's what they're supposed to be over there. It's just now, Le'Veon Bell, I'm not going to get rid of him unless somebody wants to trade. You know, uh, unless Kurt wants to trade, <laughs> you know, uh, but I think Le'Veon Bell, again, we just got to wait for Sam Darnold to come back. And I think that whole team comes back online. Not to extraordinary success, but I mean, they'll do better than this. Falk, I mean, a third string quarterback. Jesus Christ. Uh, okay. Now let's get some told you so's. Matt Stafford. Listen, I told you, I don't like this guy. The guy's inconsistent. He sucks. 34 points, 17 points, 13 points. What kind of trajectory is that? <laughs> James Conner. I, I hated to admit it, but I think he's the bust. He's the bust this year. I thought it was going to be Chubb, and Chubb isn't looking hot, but Conner's looking like the bust. His trajectory, 8 points, 12 points, 5 points. Um... Some I told you so. DJ, oh, LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy. I said, fire him up. Even though it was against Baltimore, he got you 15 points. Or, or rather, he got, uh, what did he get? He got a lot, actually, because he scored like, um, uh, he scored two touchdowns. But then his ankle went out, and he was out of the fourth quarter. So, uh, you know, what did I say? I mean, while he can play, play him. DJ Chark, this is a guy I said to play. I said to play him last week, breakout game. I said to play him this week. She's Minshew's boy, 24 points, 50 points, 15 points. So this is a really nice trajectory for him. I told you DJ Chark. I told you Cooper Cup was going to have the bounce back game, and he did. Uh, 11 receptions, two TDs, 29 points. Marvin Jones, I said, you know, I think you can play both the receivers in this game. I said, And Marvin Jones, third times the charm, showed up 100 yards and a touchdown. 101 yards and a touchdown. Carry on Johnson. I told you he's an underperformer. I told you, and now he's losing fucking touches to McKissick. Yeah, McCoy and, and Reed. I listen. I knew they were going to make sweet music. It was a matter of time. And then when Williams went down, I knew this was it. Fire him up, and he got it done. But we'll see. He he seems to be saying he's going to play this week too. But again, if he has a whoever the backup is, Darrell Williamson, Darrell Williams, I think you got to play him too because if he already went out for a quarter, I mean, how long is he going to stay in again next? week uh ty hilton i was saying this kid still is he's you know the consistency is there it isn't the big time numbers that you're hoping for but if you got him late play him sure enough 16 points darren waller a guy that i said this is this year's jordan killer kittle, uh, kittle f- 13 receptions on 14 targets he only missed one pass and that's with no touchdowns. He gave you 23 points. Imagine he puts a touchdown or two in the bank. This guy's the truth. I'm glad I got him on two of my teams. Um, let me see. Uh, oh, I, I told you so. I told you this Ronald Jones Barber thing. Don't expect Barber to have that. It's, it's this, I stay out of this mess because this week it was Ronald Jones. Oh, and Kirk Cousins. I, he, was a, he was a third time. I told you. This is it, Kirk. You either show up this time or not, but I had already dropped him in two leagues, and I do not regret that. Twelve fucking points. Kurt, what the fuck do you need, Kirk Cousins? What do you need? 
You know, you got you got Stefan Diggs, you got Adam Thielen. You should be absolutely crushing it. Now let's go through some. Did I say that? Did I say that? Alvin Kamara, I said he'd struggle. Did I say that? Against that Seattle defense. Did I say that? I don't think I, I didn't mean to say that. He ended up getting 32 points. That made the Seattle defense look stupid. Oh, it was embarrassing. Deshaun Watson, I said uh, he was going to struggle. Um, and I went with Jimmy G. Did I say that? Did I say that? Because he turned out to do really great. Um, at least numerically, he ended up giving you 36 points. Jarvis Landry, I said he was the third-time charmer, and he kind of was. I mean, he did get back involved, but I was expecting a lot more than eight points. I expected a touchdown. I expected to see a lot more, but at least he put up eight points. So he was back in the game, so eh, borderline charmer. Uh, Demarcus Robinson, I said he was a one-hit wonder. Did I say that? He's a one touchdown wonder. Apparently, that's all he does. He, to me, he's now like a like a John Ross. He's either going to get you a big one for a touchdown, or or he's going to get you nothing. And despite all that, I mean, he still only gave you um, eleven points. So that's like with his couple of receptions and the touchdown saving his day. Oh, Jared Cook. Uh, I said this was the third time is the charm. I really thought Jared Cook was going to come out, you know, and they were going to need him because it's, you know, because it's Bridgewater and they're in Seattle and a lot of checkdowns. Nope. He got you less than a point. He got you one point. He got you one lousy, stinking point. Here's a point. What can you do? It's like a fucking a single peso. Here you go. Here's a peso. Enjoy your afternoon. Mark Andrews. I said Mark Andrews was was absolutely this year. Actually, I was calling him this year's George Kittle. I was like, I said he was unstoppable. I said you could believe in him. I said to play him. And then he came back down to earth. Three points. Seattle defense. I thought they were going to just roll. I thought they would just roll Teddy Bridgewater. Did I say that? Did I? Did I say that? Because that turned out to be completely not true. Uh, so now uh, I also I said, uh, oh, Tony Pollard. I said, don't start him. He'll only be used in the fourth quarter to salt the game away. Did I say that? I wasn't wrong, though. Um, and Scott Burmans says Andrews is still the truth. He was injured. OK, maybe I didn't see that he was injured, but maybe that was the problem. Um, but going on Tony Pollard, I said, don't play him. But as it turns out, the Cowboys were so ahead. They gave Tony Pollard like most of the second half, uh, like half of the third quarter, or at least all of the fourth. And, and he managed to, to use his advantage and wound up racking up, I think, 21 points, uh, 22 points. Seattle defense got rolled. They give you five points. Matt Ryan. Okay. I said, I don't trust Matt Ryan. Did I say that? Did I say that? I'm sorry. I was wrong. Look at it. Listen to his numbers. 28 points. Oh, excuse me. 23 points. 30 points. 28 points. Matt Ryan is, he's delivering the mail. I'm the one that's wrong so far. But he's one of those guys that, uh, you know, he's hot and cold. Last last year was a cold season. The season before that was a very hot season. So we'll see. Maybe this is another hot season. We'll see how long this lasts. But right now, I'm wrong about Matt Ryan. Ravens D. I said they were going to get after the the Kansas City uh, offense and slow them down. Did I say that? Did I? Oops. I, uh, I was wrong. They got you uh, .47. Half a point. 
That's not good. Although, you know, it's so funny watching these guys try and chase down Mahomes. Him and Lamar Jackson, they, they just can't get their hands on him. And it looks so frustrating for these defensive heads just fucking running around like, come here, you motherfucker. They can't get him. Tyler Lockett. I, I said I, I didn't like Tyler Lockett. Did I say that? Did I say that? Uh, the consistency's there, man. He started to put it together. 11 receptions, 154 yards, 29 points. Uh, Jared Goff, he was, again, like I said, I thought third time was a charm. Nope. James Washington, a guy that, I, you know, everyone was talking about that chemistry he had from college with, with Rudolph. And apparently Mason Rudolph was like, that was college. This is now. Get the fuck out of the way. Um, he got four targets, two receptions, two lousy point. And finally, Kittle, uh, you know, another third time, fa- third timer fail. I thought he'd really get going. And he did. I mean, he did a little bit. He got going, but it was, certainly is not what you drafted him in the first, you know, three rounds, ostensibly probably four. Um, so, uh, Thanks for tip Woods over to Marcus Robinson. Yes, Woods did do better. Over, then that that came into that fa- turned out to be true. Because um, Demarcus Robinson, I, I, again, I know the volume wasn't knew the volume wasn't going to be there, but he did manage to catch a touchdown and pull in eleven points. So it is what it is. Uh, I, wait, did Woods put up more points? Uh, yeah, and Hooper, I did say play Austin Hooper, and sure enough, he was on my he's on my breakouts. Uh, right now, let's go through the really quickly through the breakouts. Um, Alex Hooper, top of the list, two TDs. Uh, now, now let's look at his trajectory of numbers because he put up 12 points, 5 points, 21 points. And here's the thing. As much as I did like Hooper in this one, um, right? He did. I, sorry about that, Bill. <laughs> I was going to say, I think Woods was the one that got nothing, actually, because Cooks and Cup were the ones that got everything. And I think, actually, uh, uh, Woods uh, actually didn't have a very good game, which I'm sorry about that. I, you know, listen, you know, always go with your gut. But Demarcus Robinson, again, he didn't have that great of a game, but he did get that touchdown. So, but unfortunately, it was a Cooks and Cup game, and Woods was definitely the odd man out in Los Angeles. Um but with Hooper, I mean, they're going up against Tennessee next week. So I, I don't, I, I mean, you got to start him if he's what you got. But um, uh, yeah, I was going to say, wait a minute, that doesn't sound right with the Woods over to Marcus Robinson. I was like, I don't remember Woods having a very good game. Uh, well, see, again, I got everything wrong this week. I got everything wrong except for the Hooper thing. I mean, I did get Lindsay. I got right. You know, Fournette, uh, you know, there's some of this I got right, but most of it I got pretty wrong. Uh, it was not a good week for me. And listen, that, that happens to everybody. Um, so, you know, that's just the way it goes. Uh, Daniel Jones, uh, listen for, he's a breakout for both him and Kyle Allen, the guy, uh, opening up for, for, uh, uh, that took over for Cam Newton in Carolina. I, I don't know. Is he the guy? I, I don't know. Um, again, these are two guys that came out in great opening games, but guess what? Now there's tape on them this week. We'll see what they got. Uh, yes. Keenan Allen absolutely blew the doors off the joint and he's actually coming up next. Scott, let's talk about that. Let's move over to my unstoppables list. Russell Wilson, unstoppable. Dalvin Cook, unstoppable. 27, 33, 24. This guy is, he, he, he runs, he, um, who did he remind me? Oh, he reminds me of a young LaShawn McCoy, the way that he's playing right now. He reminds me of a young LaShawn McCoy. Um, Amari Cooper, 
Two TDs, six receptions. He's unstoppable. 21 points, 12 points, 24 points. Greg Olson, while it lasts, play Greg Olson. Yeah, listen, and my problem isn't with Keenan Allen being successful. My problem with Keenan Allen is he's injury prone. That's why I've stayed away from a lot of these guys because while they're unstoppables right now, I don't know how long they're going to last because those particular guys are, unst- are, are injury prone. Um, and I'm talking about Dalvin Cook, and I'm talking about um, uh, Keenan Allen and Julio Jones. Dak Prescott looking unstoppable, 24 points. Tom Brady, back to being unstoppable. Remember last week he had so many fucking 12 and 16 point games, and now he's, he's back to being Tommy Terrific, and he's back to everything 25 and up. Julio Jones, while well, it lasts 12 points, 32 points, 25 points, the trajectory's there, the consistency's there, but again, he's a guy that I worry about injuries with year in and year out, but enjoy him while you got him. Evan Ingram, he seems to be unstoppable. Mahomes, absolutely unstoppable. And listen, if you ran up and got him in the first round, second round, He's proven you right every single weekend. 40 points, 43 points, and 38 points. And 38 points versus the Ravens. I mean, the writing's on the wall. If this guy stays healthy, he, listen, he, he, Mahomes is going to be leading everybody to a championship again. <laughs> so Willie Trimmer says, take your shirt off. Then that would be unstoppable. <laughs> you take yours off, Willie. Um Bobby Sabana, Bob Shoe. Yeah, I'm not, believe me, I'm not taking my shirt off for this. You got to pay me money. You want me to appear on camera without my shirt off. And there's a big campaign coming out from Airbnb that did exactly that. Um, Mark Ingram is looking unstoppable. A guy I wanted, but it just didn't happen. He kept going before I could get him in the drafts. Uh, 24 points, one eight-pointer, but also 35 points this weekend. This guy... um, <laughs> Thanks, Willie. I don't know what that means. Uh, but Mark Ingram looks unstoppable. And Keenan Allen, there he is. 13 receptions, 183 yards for 39 points. Again, he was someone I was playing against. And again, I lost. I lost all. I lost to everybody. Let's talk about droppables. And then we will talk about, yeah, beginner's luck, Robert. You're having an incredible start to the season. And though you're being, with Jack Jr. had a great run in his first uh, year in the league. He was crowing about it nonstop. And yes, Mike Evans, what did I tell you? Third time is the charm. He really, really came alive, which is what we've all been waiting for. And I think now he's, he's off and running. It won't always be three touchdowns, obviously, but I think you're going to see a lot of, a lot of strong play from Mike Evans going forward droppables include uh jared cook jimmy graham kyle rudolph and jordan reed do you notice a trend there do you see a trend do you see a similarity there so if you have to go out and get jack doyle even ebron you know they were both but i like they were both kind of getting points there but i mean at least they're getting receptions Waiver wire pickups, Green Bay defense, Jacoby Brissett looking pretty good. I mean, listen, versus Josh Allen and whatever else I'm having to deal with. Um, Jordan Howard is probably do- droppable at this point, too. Uh, Daniel Jones is a waiver wire pickup. But again, don't start him. Next. Wait to see what happens because the tape's out on him now. Uh, Jamal Williams, Nelson Aguilar, if he's still available. D- Will Disley, I talked about. Raheem Mostert, he seems to be getting more touches. And Kyle Allen looked really great. And I think, they're, I don't know, do they keep him in there when Cam Newton's healthy? And the thing is, I don't think so. They're going to play Cam Newton, but if Cam 
Cam loses a couple games, guess who's going to be coming back later in the year? Kyle Allen. I don't know if you can pick him up off the waiver wire just yet. Uh, whereas Daniel Jones, he's the starter. You know he's the starter. They're not going to just put Eli back in unless there's an injury. So in the end, uh, sorry, Bill Seifert. Listen, I always say go with your gut. Uh, and, oh, you had Mark Ingram, Julio Jones, Keenan Allen, Al Hooper, and, th- oh, and thanks to you, to your advice, Woods. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, at least you made up for it, you know? And to be honest, uh, Demarcus Robinson only contributed 11 points. It sounds like you didn't need him, Bill. So with, uh, with that firepower, I think, I think you did okay. So, and I was on uh, Hooper, and I was on the Hooper uh, recommendation for this week. Whether Not that you needed it, I'm just saying. So, sorry about Woods, but it sounds like you probably won anyway. So, and as I say, listen, go with your gut. I tell you what I see, what I think is going to happen, and sometimes a lot of that is just, you know, someone validating what you're already thinking, or uh, helping you just, you know, flip to one side or the other. But at the end of the day, you got to go with your gut. I went with mine with Jimmy G and I paid a horrible price for it. (laughs) And that's the thing is now I'm out of sync. I'm out of sync with Deshaun Watson because I've been down this road with Deshaun before where it's one up, one down. I actually knew whenever he has a low scoring game, he always comes back hard with the high scoring game. I just thought like it would be in the 25 to 26 point range and that Jimmy G was going to be more like Russell Wilson in like the 43 point range. And what can I say? Oh, and according to Bill, he's up 96 to 16. Yeah, so easy, easy with the blame game, Bill. You're doing just fine. Uh, <laughs> but I love you for tuning in. And actually, I don't, listen, that's why we do this. That's why we do this. Sometimes I'm right. Sometimes I'm wrong. Uh, you know, I own up to my mistake. You know, when I'm wrong, hey, will David Montgomery go over 100 yards tonight? That's the question. And in my, I think so. Going back to my theme of third time is the charm, I think this is the week that they really turn it. Oh, I think they become run first. I think it goes through David Montgomery. And I think that opens up the passing game. And we get a third times the charm out of uh, of Trubisky, out of Allen uh, Robinson. You know, I think we begin to see real production out of that offense, and it has to start with David Montgomery. And Bill, I would love to come back up there. All you guys got to do is book me. I love uh, I love playing up there in Bakersfield to all you Trumpers. Um, don't worry, I won't bring it up. You guys, don't forget to follow me on Twitter and Instagram uh, at FFHR Podcast. That's at Fantasy Football Harsh Reality Podcast. And listen, this week I took it on the chin. But don't, and uh, my one team that's one and two, I, it's, it's going to be a few weeks before this team revives, I think. Because um, it just doesn't have the pieces there to, to really win big games. But, you know, it's a long season. I got a lot of hope. Uh, anything can happen. I'm loading up on backup running backs. <laughs> and we'll see what happens. You guys, let's enjoy Monday Night Football, and I will see you on Thursday for the Week 4 preview. I am Greg Romero Wilson. Follow me on social media. Just search Greg Romero Wilson. You guys, take care. Good luck. Happy football. Fantasy football. Hush reality.